to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Hi. How you? From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, looking right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we are incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your good and your bad podcast. We are part of the Libsyn Network. If you are a fellow podcaster, go on and try to find us over there. You can find us also Facebook's Local Bar Medium. You can also hit us up, localbarmedia.com. If you want to be a part of the show, know someone who would be a great addition, addition to the show, uh, have a question for us, whether it's this or our other show, Welding a Family, you can shoot it over to us, chad at localbarmedia.com. That's the place to go. Quick message this week. Uh, it is uh, the beginning of spring break. We've got uh, a couple of good shows coming up soon. We've got a great interview for next week. Had to get pushed out. A little bit of a scheduling conflict. This crap happens in my life. <laughs> um, but we understand. People are busy. And I like it when we get the famous people. And the famous people tend to be a little bit more busy. So we're going to shoot for that next week. Maria and I have had quite a few good uh, episodes of Welding a Family. As, uh, I think that was just we just published our sixth episode of that. Can't believe I've had her hang on <laughs> this long. Uh, if you've not checked that out, it is on Spotify and iHeart iTunes is working on it. They sent us an apology. Got an official apology email from iTunes. Uh, so hopefully it'll be up there for those of you that only listens to sh- only blah blah blah. Only listen to shows that way. Um, it should be up over there pretty soon. But I did want to I did want to come on today uh, because uh, I have a couple of announcements. Just uh, kind of uh, some some things for you to put on your calendar. But uh, also, I had uh, just uh, something that's kind of been weighing heavy on me. I uh, I wanted just to kind of share with you. First of all, uh, thank you so much for the people. I've gotten a lot of emails uh, for my from my uh, my interviews with uh, Joel Dollinger and uh, Topher Riddle and um, and Allie Johns. Um, thank thank y'all for the nice emails. I'm glad that you've you've kind of discovered uh, them. If you live around town, I hope you're going around and supporting them. I do I do want to point of clarification. Uh, there has been a change in uh, Joel's schedule. We've been talking about the awesome opportunity to catch comedy right after work at the uh, open mic that they do on Thursdays. That has been canceled um, for good reasons. Joel got a job. And uh, he's he's just not able to do it. I know how this community works. I, I'm sure that somebody will probably step up if they can to maybe take the early shift there. But they still do the Thursday night and the Sunday brunch. So make sure you keep those on your calendar. Big news, though, uh, is for something that's coming up. Y'all know uh, Mr. Don Merkel. He is the man. Somebody emailed me asking me how to spell his name. And it's like, you know... It's on this show enough. You, you should be able well, I guess if you just listen. Uh, it, it's His last name is spelled M-E-R-C-K-L-E, by the way. Don't worry. I can't really make fun of you. It, it, I, didn't, like, I knew him for like two and a half years, and I still didn't know how to, how to spell it. There is a big event going. If you, if you do like Don's music, we, you, we do get emails from it uh, or about it from time to time. We try to just push people towards Don's things. 
If you are in the Charleston, South Carolina area, there's an event coming up. Uh, it's April 29th. It's at the Tin Roof over in West Ashley. Uh, doors will open up, I think, at 8. I think the show starts around 9. It is a $10 show. This is the best music you're going to see for $10. Don's going to be playing, but he's got a couple of folks with him. And and two of the ones, or three of the ones, I, I kind of want to let you know about. Uh, Jason Brockman and Chris Lawther. Uh, Jason and Chris were with Don when he was Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. Jason's played with him quite a bit when he's done some solo shows. Uh, but Chris, I don't believe has, and Chris was, Chris is a phenomenal banjo player. He's been in the show. He was, uh, he was, uh, we talked about gardening. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I forgot that he was on the show. Um, I don't, I don't believe Jason has, maybe Jason has been on the show. It's been a long time. Uh, but these guys are both incredible musicians. They're going to be playing with Don, some of the old stuff, but a lot of the new stuff. Uh, and so you'll need to check that out. And Todd Edmonds is playing with him. Todd is one of the coolest guys I know. You know, there's a lot of times when you when you do music, you meet, like, well, let me just be frank. Everybody tries to be cool. Everybody wants to be cool. Everybody does their best to look cool. Now, what cool is to them, uh, that, that's in the eye of the beholder. But they all try to be cool. Todd Edmonds is, like, the epitome of cool. He's just a really cool dude. Um, and, and I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be just flat out honest with you. The best bass player I've ever come across. Um, any, any bass player I've ever met, any bass player I've ever seen live. I'm talking about when we were on the rock boat, no offense to anybody. I know, I know that, that musicians, musicians can get, um, real catty sometimes when they get into the comparisons. But while we're on the rock boat, every now and then Maria would ask me, so this guy, like, how, how, you know, like, the, the people we know, are they kind of on their level? And, you know, Jason Brotman's name was brought up a couple times. I'm like, babe, uh, Jason's better than this guy. I mean, he's just, just a lot better. Um, and she would ask about drummers. It's like, oh, no, they're, 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 they're getting close to Woodlowski. Actually, that one might be a little bit better. I don't know. But, you know, like, I'm keeping it in terms of what Maria knew. <laughs> And we were talking about bass players. There's this really good bass player for one of the bands. I don't want to say because I don't want to upset him. He's really good. And Maria was like, okay, so do we know anybody that's that good? I'm like, well, yeah, we know a couple, but he's not even halfway to where Todd is. I mean, Todd is just that good, but he's such a cool, just cool dude. Um, having all those guys play together uh, will, will, will be a sight to see that in and of itself. But it's Don Merkel's music they're going to be playing. Again, Don Merkel and Friends featuring a whole bunch of people, but especially Jason Brockman, Chris Lawther, and Todd Edmonds. Um, I guess, who's the other people? Ripley and the Ghost will be there. Uh, Arlie Hetzler, Hertzler. Uh, that's the name I don't know. I need to check with Don about that. I should do a better job and ask these questions beforehand. But, uh, Anyway, uh, if you get a chance, West Ashley, the the tin roof right over the river from downtown, check it out. April 29th, make plans now to go. Yours truly might be there. I got a scheduling thing. I'm I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to see what I can do. I got a I got a I got a soccer tournament. I, I'm going to see what I can do. It's the last one of the year for my daughter, so I'm going to see. I'll let you know sooner or later if I'm there. Maybe I'll buy you a drink, but uh, check that out April 29th. 
And by the way, going back to the comedians we talked about, Topher and Allie have had quite a few things going on. I know they have some things now. I'm going to start putting some of that up on our Facebook page and probably Instagram. Instagram, you can follow me. It's Chad Alexander Online. It's not really dedicated to the show, um, but every now and then I'll put stuff up there. So if you don't, if you don't like Facebook, I saw somebody say something today that talked about malls being like when we were kids. Like at one, uh, uh, sorry. Facebook being like a mall from when we were kids. When you were younger, malls were cool. They were neat. Everybody went there, did a lot of stuff. It was great. Now you go back there just to see a couple of things and watch old people fight. And that's essentially what Facebook's become for a lot of people. Uh, Chad Alexander online, if you want to follow me, I'll, I will probably try to start promoting some more of our stuff over there. I know, I know just it seems like a lot of people are just kind of getting away from social media right now. Just everything seems to be kind of a powder keg, and nobody wants to associate with all that negativity. I get it. I completely get it. So I'll, I'll try to start doing that. But Allie and, and, and Topher I do have quite a few things going on. Uh, Topher's had some really good movie, uh, the movie mockery, mockery things. I am just tripping all over every word today. And it's funny. I've been, I've been talking all day. I don't, I don't know why I feel like I'm not warmed up. But I'm glad I get to be myself with you so anyway that's all the announcements those are things to put on your calendar please check them out uh anytime you know the the local bar has never been anything that we were going to have that was going to just absolutely uh gain support for our family and make us rich but if there is is anything i want it to do i do want it to promote really good people that have great stuff going on please if you want to support the show you know the best way you can do it go to this stuff so please uh, check that out when you can and maybe i'll see you in charleston on april 29th I um, I've got some people in my life that not me. It's not this is not one of my cryptic things, but I got some people in my life that are going through uh, some uh, just kind of an interesting time. Positive, good stuff, but they've got some uh, opportunities in front of them. They got to make some hard decisions. It's always tough when you have to do that, and it's funny because there's this one thing that kind of creeps in. Creeps into things, whether we're having a good time or bad time, and we 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 weigh it differently. But I, I don't think that we should. And I'm talking about uh, the idea that we worry. As people, we worry a lot. I I keep I was reading a book not long ago about this guy that had this guru somewhere in I think West Texas, and he'd go out there to see this guy, and he lived in this really pretty area right off of a river, and it was nice and secluded, and he, he went, and this guy was just telling him, you have to do whatever you can to eliminate hurry and worry from your life. <laughs> it's like, well, when you live out here in a beautiful canyon where the weather's never any different, and it's gorgeous and serene every day, I don't know, being independently wealthy, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, it's a, the people talk about that too. It's always funny. Uh, like I love, um, I, I do love motivational speakers. I dig them. I, people out there just spreading happiness. That, that's awesome to me. It's always funny when they get like really rich because it's really hard to take them seriously. You know, when 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 they're poor and they're just starting out, he's like, you know what, I get that. You and I can relate. When you're loaded, yeah, money doesn't buy happiness, but it pays the rent. So, I mean, get me, it, it, it at least checks one thing off your list. You, you, you suddenly want to take two months off. You can do that. So, yeah. I do understand that there's a, 
there, there are things that we are going to worry about. There are things that we are going to hurry to do. And that I'm not trying to say that we got to get away from that. But it's funny. Worry is funny because when we're nervous and we got bad things going on and we are worried something bad's going to happen, it feels different than when we're worried when we're, are we going to make the right decision here? Because both of them or all three of the things in front of me are a, a really good path that I could take, but I'm not really sure which way I want to go. That worry will affect you the same way the negative worry does. I um I was thinking about the those uh the 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 folks from Mom Rock that I interviewed not that long ago. Um, what a great interview that was! If you haven't checked it out, uh, please go by. They are playing, by the way. If you're in Atlanta, they're playing uh, Friday. I believe it's May fourth. It's the first weekend in May at the Shaky Knees Festival. If you are going to that, go see Mom Rock. You will absolutely love their show. Please go check them out. Another way you want to support the show, go support Mom Rock. They are fantastic. Uh, that Friday night is going to be as a jam-up lineup that night. So please go check them out. Um, and I'm sure they would love to, to meet you. Just go up there and, and talk with those guys. They're fantastic. I was thinking about them not long ago. And I was having a discussion uh, with a, a buddy of mine uh, based off of the conversation I had with him. And we're both musicians. And he was talking about, man, what a time to be alive, you know? I mean, you're, you're younger. You want to get, you get your stuff out there. You, you have more opportunity. And we didn't have back in the 90s. I mean, hell, we barely even had the Internet. Nobody's putting music on the Internet. And we were as to steal it on Napster, you know? And he, was, he, he kept going down this road is almost like this poor me kind of thing. It's like, yeah, but let's let's flip it around because it's so easy. Do you know how hard the competition is out there? And it's also just a sign of the times you got you get a song on the radio. You're making money. They can have their songs play a billion times next week and they'll make a half of a cent off that. It, it's, it's a different world. There's pros and cons either way. I get that. I think a lot of times when people, it's easier for us to look backwards and not to be innovative and look forward. Uh, I, I've heard that, that Henry Ford one time was, um, was being interviewed and someone asked him uh, if people thought he was crazy when he was coming up with the concept of the car. And he said, yes. It's like everybody thought I was crazy because it was something completely different. If I had asked everybody what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. They weren't thinking outside of that proverbial box. They weren't looking at where they would they would uh, look beyond the the realm of what they know now. So it's always a lot easier for us to look back. And so that's that's where worry starts to creep in. It's easy, it's easy to look back and compare ourselves back then. I wish I had now. Or what Mom Rock has now, I wish I had it back then. Well, there's a couple of things. They're really good musicians. <laughs> Not that me and my friend aren't. I don't know that we're on their level. Certainly can't sing like he can. Good God Almighty. That kid can wail. Um, and I, I call him kid in an endearing manner. Well, I, I am like twice his age, but still. Um, I look at them and they still, you know, they still have the waters that they have to chart. 
They still had to go out and find someone to sign them. They still had to find someone that would uh, work with them. They still had to find gigs to go play. They had to put their energy into it. And I'll tell you the thing that's no different from back then to today is you have to surround yourself with people that are supportive and people that care. And when I say care, I mean they care and believe in the mission and they can move forward. You want to do stuff, you have to you have to try to find that. It doesn't matter if it's today's time or yesterday's time. And the reason that came up in the conversation with this person is because they're dealing with something. They're dealing with an opportunity in front of them that didn't have to do with music. And as we talked... I realized that really what it was is a fear. And that fear was the embodiment of the worry that they had. What if I go down this road and it doesn't work out? What if I try this and I fail? I'm in a good spot now. Somebody else I've uh, had a conversation with just today. I'm in a good spot now. I like where I am. This other thing seems great. It's a great opportunity to come and and basically fall in my lap. But what if I go over there and it's not as good as what I've got here? I think the thing about worry that, um, that surprises me is how we don't look at what worry does to cripple us. Even even the most um, the people that are really big into like emergency preparedness, the the doomsday preppers. Even when when you look at what worry does, a lot of times it can cause us to look inwardly and make sure that we've got everything all all the hatches battened down. Th- that's not a bad thing. It, worry does play a part in helping us prepare, right? But I think the other thing, though, is we also don't look at the 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 loss, the overall net loss that worry can give us. See, it, it's real easy to say, well, I like where I am. If I go over here, what happens, even though it looks like something I would like, What happens if I go over here and I don't like it? I can't move backwards. True. But what if you stay where you are and never found out that that was the greatest job of your entire life? That was your meaning. That was your thing. What if the the cats from uh, Mom Rock had stayed in their garage? What if they listened to their music and thought, I like it. We've got some people that really like it, but I don't know if it can really do something. What if we put all this time and money and effort into this when we probably should be doing it, learning a trade or something? These are conversations that come up with musicians. I know some really incredible musicians and singers that have never done anything with their life. When I was on the rock boat, I haven't been on. I'm going to. I'll have to let you guys know. Uh, I, they, I've talked with the the people that do the podcast for the Rock Boat. I'm I'm going to be on there. I think sometime soon. Marie and I are going to go to talk about our experience. We we talked about the first episode of Welding a Family. If you're curious and want to check that out too, I'm going to tell you something here that I'm probably not going to say there because it'll make me sound kind of uppity. Uh, but it is very true. I was blown away by the musicians on the rock boat. It was a it was a blast. Their songs were great. Everybody had a lot of fun. 
And when we were sitting around talking, though, Maria would ask me about the musicians, and we were kind of like, you know, looking at the different bands. One of the things that surprised me is I was like, I've been in bands better than a lot of these. I say better. My my view. When you're a musician, you're growing up. There are those bands that are nuts that they think outside the box. Their musicianship is something else. Their lyrical ability is is just astronomical. And as you grow, you worry that you're not going to be like that. And then what happens? You you get in with some folks, and you start pushing yourself, and you practice, and you get better. You hey, you know what? I'm pretty I'm pretty dang good. And then there comes a time where you're like, wait a minute, why am I sitting on the sidelines? I can do this crap. And it's one of the things I looked at is like, there were some great bands on that boat, and I loved every one of them that we watched. They were phenomenal. And I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I could not get over how I was like, oh my God, what is the difference between this band and some of the other ones I've played with? What is the difference between this band and a band that uh, Don and Ace were in years ago? Hell, I'll tell you this. I even told Maria probably 50 times if I said it once, I cannot believe that Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths never got on this boat. Never got. I don't understand. We would have had a and fit right in. God almighty. I I will tell you this. Every time we hit land, I was texting Don. Man, we could we could have easily been on this thing. As a matter of fact, they uh when Don and Ace had Loch Ness Johnny, a band of theirs that was pretty big, uh, they used to play with Carbon Leaf and stuff like that a lot. Anyway, I digress. I think that I think one of the things is we we just let worry shape us too much. We let it go beyond the protective nature where we should do some self-checks, and we let it uh, uh, stop us. As if any decision you make that's worth a crap will ever be devoid of worry. There's a, there's a Bare Naked Lady song that I love. There's a line from one of their songs that says, if you think growing up is tough, then you're just not grown up enough. I love that. I love that line. And I think the same thing about worry. If you think you're going to live a life devoid of worry, then you're not even really living a life. The the risk that we take, the chances that we take, the dice we roll, that's what makes life worth living. It's exciting to make big choices. It sucks when we're wrong. But sometimes the lessons you need to be successful come from that. Let me tell you something else, too. One of the conversations I had talked about how, how easy things are right now, how good everything is, how level things are. Just because they're easy today doesn't mean they're not going to fall apart tomorrow. It's just the way life works. Man, this wheel spins and it just doesn't stop. It doesn't care. It does not care about your security. Remember back in uh, the early 2000s, those of you that are old enough to remember, and they kept talking, there used to be a saying we had, oh, no, 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 that company's too big to fail. As once, you, once you got to a point of this like incredible wealth and operation, there was no way you could ever fall apart. As if Rome did not exist. We, we learned nothing. We, we, Egypt, Rome, Mesopotamia did exist. These aren't fairy tales. 
life, life just goes on. And life is going to happen. And if you think that your foundation is set, so look, I'm going to tell you right now, I was, I was having a conversation with somebody not long ago um, about my work in hospice. And I was telling them about how um, one of the things, when you're around death so much, one of the things that you learn is it's crazy how we as people are so afraid of death. We look at death, every death, as if it's unnatural. As soon as somebody dies, what, what happened? I don't know. He's 92. It is a tragedy when we're younger, but I'm going to tell you that human bodies are just made different. Sometimes stuff just happens. I knew a guy, uh, a friend of mine from high school. It wasn't that many years outside of high school. It may, he may have been, God, he may have been 26, maybe. Went to bed one night. His wife heard his alarm going off. So she rolled over to turn it off. It's like, why aren't you awake? And he was ice cold, just died in his sleep. That's it. <laughs> no foul play. Nothing weird. Guy's body just shut down. We, we think of death as being something that's so unnatural when it is the only thing, the only thing from the moment you are created, the moment all your cells come together, the only thing that you are guaranteed is that you are going to die. It is just as natural as as being born. Yet, we look at it so differently. Of course we do. Because when you're born, <laughs> you got no skin in the game. When you die, it's over. You have to walk, out, walk away from the table. There are no more wins. There's no more experience. There's none of that. And even for the most religious people I know, they're, they're scared. That's essentially what it is. It's just people are just scared. But worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair and expecting to go somewhere. Why live your life with so much worry about death? You can, and let me tell you, you can get way too wrapped up in it. You absolutely can. Don't let yourself do that. That's ridiculous, right? We all understand that. You waste your time worrying about death if you live your life that way. Making sure you wear your seatbelt, making sure you go to the doctor, get your checkups, brushing your teeth, all that crap. That, that makes sense. And worry should exist enough to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yes. But should it hinder you from living your life? No. And there's a line. There's a line there that I don't, I don't think, I don't think we realize it enough. Brother Billy Riot who started the podcast that I did a whole show about because I've been very impressed with it. Being a faith-based guy, um, I love being able to uh, point stuff out to folks. And I understand my audience. And I don't have tons of folks on here. Well, I do. I actually have tons of folks in here that are very spiritual or faith-based, but I have quite a few that aren't. And so uh, I got you. That's fine. I, you know, live your life. But one of the things that I, 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 I was listening to Billy's show and I... Um, it's called Beauty and the Breakdown, his show where he he opens up about a little bit about his sobriety, but very a, a lot about his spirituality. It's a very good show, very very um very gutsy show. Um, it really is, and, I, and I'm really impressed with it. Uh, the guy does a good job, and I'm um, a little jealous and how quick that show grew. 
Yes, maybe God's trying to teach me a lesson. But uh, there was something that came up in one of his shows, and I happened to be just reading my devotional, like I do, in the morning the next day, and I came across uh, uh, Luke, and it's it's talking about worry. And it's just this whole thing, and it's really funny. It's like, uh, you know, he goes, you know, something like, look at the birds. Yeah, they don't plant or harvest. They don't even store grain in barns, yet God in heaven takes care of them. Are you worth much more than the birds? And it's like, yeah, all right, so look. I, yeah, I get your point there, Lukey. But birds don't have mortgages, you know. And I found myself, as I'm reading that passage, like arguing with it. And I understand what he's saying, and I'm taking the imagery, and I'm fighting with it, which is something that people do when they read, and it's, it's hard whenever you're having to look in at it yourself. Um, but there's something that I love, and I love the way that this is written. It's at the very end of this chapter, and you've seen it before. You've heard it before. You probably thought it was a quip from Mark Twain or something like that. But it says, don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. For those of you keeping score, it's Luke 12, verse 34. 30, yeah, 34. That's funny, and it's written in a very interesting way. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself. You got enough to worry about today. What I love about the last part of that line is it's, it, it shows the perpetuity that we deal with worry about. Because what Luke is saying is that, okay, so worry does exist. I'm telling you not to, but you're going to. Yes, because there is a very good place for it. Worry protects us. Worry allows for us to, 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 to fear things. Worry allows for us to be prepared. But worry can also steal from us. What's that line? Whatever that line is, watch it. Be careful and be mindful of it. We just need to do more of that. I think, I think it's something that as we're going into uh, the end of the first quarter of this year, um, steadfastly into the second one right now, getting ready for kids to have their last push here after spring break, going towards summer. Everybody's got their summer fitness goals. You got about two months before it's that beach body season. I think, I think as we're going into things and we're starting to make plans for the rest of the year, um, now once you've kind of gotten in and settled into where the year is, there, there's things that all of us tend to worry about. And also, let me just open this up on a bigger scale. There's a lot socially we're not dealing well with. A few years ago, there was a lot of anger and tension. Now there's a lot of pushback. It is what's coming. It is what your boy here said was coming years ago. So I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. And there's worry that comes with that. There's worry about our kids and their future. Hell, there's worry about our future. There's worry about what's going to happen to us. There's worry about could there be another pandemic. There's worry about who's really in control of, of anything. And that worry seeps in everywhere. I was telling someone very close to me this morning that I understand why they worry the way they, they, that they do. I completely get it. I completely understand it. But there's only so much that you can really do. You should be able to look at your boat. You need to make sure there are no holes in it, that the sail is patched up, 
that everything is supplied. You do whatever you need to do to take care of your boat, but understand that you cannot control the ocean. What seems like calm seas today can be the roughest seas you've ever experienced tomorrow. The best thing that you can do is make sure that your boat is seaworthy. But if you worry so much and you keep that boat in the harbor, then that should have never been a boat in the first place. Because that's not what boats do. Man, I'm impressed with those kids from Mom Rock. You know, I, I, I know they've had a hundred different times they could have given up. I'm impressed with the work that Don's done over the years. I've watched him have different iterations of his band. He believes in himself and his music. He tries different things. I'm impressed with a lot of the people that I've seen that just move forward and, and give life a chance. And if it doesn't work, crap. I don't want that to happen again. So, yeah, worry exists. But I'll let that worry sit tomorrow. Today I'm going to do something different. Maybe that's the trick. <laughs> Maybe that's the trick. It's okay to worry. Just make sure that you only worry tomorrow. Yeah, like that old, those old signs you used to see up everywhere. Free beer tomorrow. You come in the next day. No, it's just tomorrow. I used to hate that stuff. And maybe there's a lesson there for us to learn. There's too much going on, and bad stuff is going to find us, certainly. I get it. But don't let it steal the opportunity from you. Life is not to be lived by sitting in the harbor. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.